Hi, my name is Mohsan. Beside me, uh, Puria, and in front of me, Reza. And uh, we're ex super excited to uh, have our first English episode. Man, I've been I've been really looking forward to this because uh, I I speak mainly English and sometimes Farsi, and it's really hard for me to speak Farsi in these episodes that we have been recording so we're uh, whoever is listening right now who's uh, uh, English speaking uh, we are uh, mainly a Farsi podcast and um, uh, this is going to be our actual first English episode and we are super excited to have uh, a really special guest here with us to start us off um, uh, we're going to have other episodes coming uh, in English and um, yeah so let's get this started we have um, Mr. Imon Zayed here with us, um, and uh, they call him Mr. Hattrick. Hey, Imon. How's it hey going? Hey, guys. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. So, what does the, the verb, what was it, 10 minutes, 10 men bring to your mind? Um, yeah, 10, 10, 3, as it's, it's known. Um, yeah, I mean, look, obviously, as soon as I hear that, it, it kind of brings me back to, to February 2012, um, you know, in the derby against Estadlal, um, you know, and, and obviously I have look, a lot of fantastic memories from that game. And uh, still to this day, what are we at? We're at nine years later. I still get, get messages and, and people talking to me and coming up to me and, and saying 10th entry and, and remembering the game fondly. So, no, it's... Um, yeah, it's my little piece of history in Iran that that I'm going to cherish forever. Was that was that your first hat trick, and is that where it the the uh, title Mister Hattrick started? No, no, I scored hat tricks before. I think what happened was um, obviously that was my first game, um, and it was obviously the big game against you know Essegal in the Derby. And I think what happened was after that game, we uh, I remember. Um, People were telling me, my, my agent and, and some of my friends on the team were telling me that some of the local uh, newspapers and journalists and, and TV programs were saying, all right, well, okay, great, he got a hat-trick against Estegal, maybe it was lucky. Um, you know, is he is he such a good player or was it just pure luck, pure coincidence? And I think it was like less than a month later um, in March time, we I had my very first um, Asian Champions League game. And we were playing against uh, Al-Shabaab at home in the Azadi Stadium. And I got a hat-trick in that game. Um, I think I scored the first three goals. And it was after that game that, that they were like, oh, hold on. Okay, well, now he scored a hat-trick in the first Champions League game against uh, Al-Shabaab. So I think it was after that game that they called me Mr. Hat-trick. And then I, I think I, I think, I think a month, two months later, I scored another hat-trick um, at home in the Azadi. I can't remember who we played against. Rohan. was Rohan. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I remember, I remember Ali Karimi set me up for two of the goals and mm -hmm. I think, was it his brother or a relative playing in goals for the other team? Yeah, his brother was the goalkeeper in the other side. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But anyway, um, but it was kind of, it was after, I think it was after the second hat-trick against Al-Shabaab in the Asian Champions League that, that the name came up. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a great name, <laughs> so I'm not complaining. Uh, yeah. So, uh, how long have you played uh, in uh, Persepolis? Um, I only I played there. I only played there for 
roughly a year. So I signed the contract. In, it was a short-term contract in their mid-season break. So I came in. I came in January, the very start of January 2012, and it was just a it was just a six-month contract. And at the end of that that season, um, in the summer of 2012, um, they had offered me a new contract. Um, but the coach, Mustafa Denizli, left. Mm-hmm. And um, they brought in a new coach. Um, I can't even remember his name. Joe, how well I got on with him. I didn't. I didn't really look. He he came in, and I don't think he kind of maybe liked me as a player. Um, and he brought in some good players. He brought in Kareem and Safarad. Um, I, I know I'm butchering that name, um, but um, I know he's 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 a very good player, and, and he's. I st- he's still scoring goals for the national team right now, and I think he's in, is he in Greece right now or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they brought in they brought in a few of the national team players from um, from Iran, and, and they brought in some good players. But the coach really obviously didn't didn't see me as somebody that he liked, um, and I think I left. I had signed a year contract, another year, and I left. Um, I think I left November December time of that year, um, oh, which yeah. was unfortunate because. I uh, I definitely wanted to stay longer. Um so someone uh, someone in that team um helped you out really well. Was it the the head coach or the um in in that team, well the the I got on with a few people in that team. Um I guess I guess I'm trying to think the 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 doctor of the team was probably the doctor of the team was probably my best mix. <laughs> um I got on I got on really well with him. Um so he was probably my he was probably my best mate on the team. Um because he obviously, you know, he, he had a he had a good education so he spoke um very good English. So I'd hang out with him a lot and I mean we'd 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 always go out for food and stuff like that together. Um but no, there was a um there was a there was another guy I got on with really well, as uh, Ali Reza Ashraf. Um I think now he's He's involved. He was a journalist, but now he's involved with the team. And I, I don't know if he does the marketing or, or what does he do um, for the team. But um, I guess they were probably the guys that I got on with best with because they spoke English. And then the players who who um, who also spoke good English were the players that travelled abroad, like Ali Karimi, um, Mehdi Madavikia, um, Bahid Hashemian. And um, these guys, because they had played in Germany and, and abroad, they they spoke good English. Um, Javad Kasamian. These players, I know I'm not pronouncing these names right, but these guys were, were, were great guys to have around because they spoke good English and they had traveled and, and I played in Europe. So um, they helped a lot. Yeah. Do you have any memories to share with us while you were in Persepolis for that year? Good memories? Uh, or bad yeah, memories? good memories and bad memories, <laughs> like both. Share anything about um, um, Yeah, like you, uh, on or off the field? Both, like on the field, off the field. <laughs> Of course, off the field. I, I mean, we see what was yeah. on the field. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know off the field. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, um, I think off the field. I think my biggest challenge, my biggest challenge in, in Iran off the field, which was probably, I mean, not not really a good memory, maybe a bad memory, was when I first came over to to Iran. Um, obviously, I was a foreigner. I didn't know anybody. It was the very start of January, and um, and. It was hard to to fit into the team. Um, I, I felt initially 
definitely for the first month they kind of looked at me as a as an outsider so um they didn't don't get me wrong there was obviously some people who are very welcoming but there was also a, a portion of people who who just uh i don't know i mean like they just weren't very friendly to me um not in a bad way but like they would just walk on but they wouldn't say hey good morning whatever the case is um and and i mean it stemmed from the coach i mean most of it then easily when i first came in the door um I remember the first time I met him, I, I arrived into, into training. I had my agent and we arrived into, into the training facility. And we went up and kind of, you know, shook his hand. And most of it then easily looked at me as if, like, who are you? I don't know who you are. <laughs> and um, we ended up going into his office, the coach's office. And he had a translator um, who would translate Turkish to Persian and also obviously Turkish to to, wow. to English um, it must have been hard so, <laughs> communicating with the coach well, well well, this is it this is the kicker so when I went in the very first day I went into to, to the coach's office um, he spoke to his translator and his translator spoke to me in English and it was basically who are you what position do you play um, you know he said I, I didn't sign you the president of the team Mr. Rianian yeah. um, he signed you um you know, I didn't ask for you, so all I can do is kind of, you know, watch you in training and see how you get on. Um, you know, and again, this is all through a translator. So the first month was really difficult. Nobody kind of spoke to me. The coach didn't speak to me. I kind of just trained. Um, and um, and I guess that was kind of the bad memories because the funny thing is, um, when I scored the hat-trick after the game against Estadol, the next morning I went into training. And, you know, I, I straight away I felt part of the team. I had guys, you know, obviously, you know, they were happy with the game. We just won the game. They're, you know, I mean, guys who somehow overnight learned how to speak English. They could say, <laughs> hey, hello, good morning. Um, and then the worst of it was, um, the worst of it was the coach. The coach came up to me, um, just me and him, put his arm around me and, and start talking English, fluent English. What hey, how are you? How are you feeling? How's the body? Are you okay? Are you tired? <laughs> Uh, and and after that he could speak English all of a sudden, um, and we and we didn't need a translator. So it was um, it was it was look that that first month was as I said was probably the most difficult. And I'll I'll, I'll be honest, at the before that I think a week before the game against Estoril, I asked, um, uh, basically uh, Denisley had spoke to the president and spoke to the agent and told the agent and um, the president that he wasn't going to use me. He said, I've seen enough of Eamon in training. I don't want to use him. And it was the president, Mr. Rianian, who said, no, 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 you're going to give him at least one chance. And during that week, the agent told me what happened. And I actually tried to, like, I, uh, there was a few teams, and there was actually a team in America who wanted to sign me. And uh, I was thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of here and leave and go to America because uh, it's not going to work out here. So that first month was definitely the most difficult and probably the only, I guess, the main bad memories, you know, I guess, uh, during my time there. And then when the new coach came in towards the end of the year, um, yeah, how that ended, I didn't want it to end that way. Like, I wanted to stay in, in, in Perth Palace for at least another season and, and and things to go well. So that was probably my, the only bad memories. Um I had so many good memories. Like I had so so many good memories. I remember um, the the night again. Uh, you know, the night after the 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 Estegal game, when I went back to the hotel, and for me, I didn't understand the magnitude and how big the derby was. I mean, look, I, I, there was I think there was eighty six thousand people at the game, and 
you know, that was the biggest crowd I ever played in front of. But after the game, when I got back to the hotel, it was just like, for me, it was just another game. I was, I was happy that I had scored and I kind of proved myself. Um, but, you know, I sat down in the hotel lobby with a cup of tea and a biscuit and um, my agent came in and um, he came in and, and he sat down and he had tears in his eyes. He was like, he was like, oh, he was crying, and I was like, are you, are you okay? Is it, does something happen? And he's like, you don't understand, like you know that what you just done there and the hat trick and the derby, and I'm like, oh, I mean, like obviously I'm happy, but I didn't understand. And then there was a wedding going on in the hotel, and um, someone from the wedding was just obviously walking past me, and I could see his eyes, he's like, <gasps> and he ran. He, he didn't say anything to me. Ran into where the wedding was, and next thing I had the whole wedding party, all the men coming out, surrounding oh. me in a circle, you know, giving me hugs, crying. I even had one guy giving me money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, well, what, like, what's going on? And um, it was, it was after that, that, um, and it was great. I mean, I was, so, I mean, it was to be able to bring a smile to people's faces. And I mean, that year, it was a bad, bad season for first Palace. I think we finished 10th. Something like that, um, and, and and you know, for for the biggest club in in Iran, that's obviously not good enough. So, it was it was great to be able to to have that one kind of you know give that moment of joy and 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 kind of win that derby, um, and, and to be able to be the person that done it was yeah that 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 was that that made me kind of you know I have so many good memories though honestly I have so many good memories, um, I, I really love my time there so. That's great. Thanks for sharing the stories. Uh, I'm a big fan of Paris Police. And I remember that yeah. season, uh, it didn't finish very well, but uh, whoever yeah. I was talking to, uh, like fan of Paris Police, uh, they were happy because they won the game against Osawa. And you were yeah. the big reason, the big part of it. And uh, we talked about some challenges in Iran. And how was the living lifestyle, I mean, in Iran? Um, it took it took look it took a while to get used to. Um, there was a few a few <laughs> a few issues I guess I I, I kind of had that I didn't expect. So uh, again, so the first month I was there, um, <laughs> the first month I was there, um, like uh, every day my nose would start bleeding. Right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, like I, I'd be in a shower, my nose would bleed, What? and I thought I thought like I thought there was something wrong with me. So I went. I remember going to the doctor, the club doctor, and I said, listen. I mean, uh, when I have a shower after training, like my nose is bleeding, and he said, "Amen, it, it's the, it's the pollution, it's the air." Okay. He said, "You'll you'll get used to it. Your body will get used to it, and your nose will stop bleeding." And um, and yeah, that was the pollution was bad. I mean, I'd I'd used to have to go to I think the mountain was Valenjack. Yeah. I think it was Valenjack. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to go there all the time up to the mountains to because I, I to get the fresh air and um, you know, and it was beautiful up there. So I, I went up there a lot. Um, but You know, I love. I'm somebody that loves the outside and the outdoors. So, kind of just walking around town and stuff like that was the, the that the, the air was not good. It's not good. So that was a challenge, and I wasn't used to that. Um, and every time I would go home to to Ireland or to Europe and spend a bit of time there, and then come back to Iran again, the first week I would just my body would just I'd get that that nosebleed, which was just not great. Um, what else? I remember. Um, I remember I moved into an apartment and um, I, uh, I got somebody to install a satellite so I could watch, you know, I could watch whatever TV, Western TV, movies, all that kind of stuff. 
And um, I remember I was sitting down there. I only got, I think I, I must have paid somebody, I don't know, $100, whatever it was to install a, a satellite. And, uh, you know, a few weeks later, I'm watching TV. And next thing, like, you know, I'm watching a movie and the screen just goes blank. Oh. You know, just it just goes fuzzy. And I'm like, what? what's going on here? And, um, yeah, I asked somebody and apparently... Um, Apparently, like, the police would come on helicopters and, like, <laughs> would just kind of get onto the top of an apartment building and just rip away all the um, satellite. satellite dishes. Yeah. That's illegal, man. Watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was like, what's going on? So, I mean, every few months, I'd just pay somebody $100 to put another satellite up. It was, um, yeah, it was, I mean, that was, again, you know, just little things that, um, that you did, I guess I didn't expect. Um the internet, obviously the internet was was really slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was 2012, but it was like having the internet from back in 1990 or something like that. Um, I mean, it was so slow. I'd want to watch a YouTube clip and it would take it would take about half an hour to watch a two-minute clip. Um, the internet was really slow. Obviously, you got, you got the VPN installed, and yeah. but it was just, it was like, so like it was those kind of little challenges that you kind of don't really think of. Um, how was the how was the but, fan uh, fan base and, and seeing you on the streets or before the uh, before uh, the game with Essegwald or after the game? <laughs> of course, after, after, the, after game. the game. Yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy. It was um, it was cool. I I, um, I remember like especially the 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 away games. It was like it was like we were like uh, I'd expect like a musician, like a boy band, like the Beatles or One Direction or um, or, or famous actors to kind of, you know, we would get off the plane and we would have hundreds of fans waiting for us. You know, I remember going to, um, I remember a few trips, but I do remember um, Espahan in particular because um, Espahan's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to Espahan a couple of times, whether it was against Sepahan or um, Zobahan. And um, honestly, you, you know, you'd land, you get off the plane and, There'd be hundreds and hundreds of first Palace fans waiting for you, and um, it was great. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, they'd be waiting at the hotel for you. Um, it was. It was like. It was like you know, a big show was coming into town, and everybody wanted to watch, go to the game, and, and go to the hotel, and kind of catch a glimpse of Ali Karimi or, um, or whoever was playing for the team, and and that was that was great. Um, in and around Tehran. Yeah, uh, I kind of got used to it, um, and, and look, I I enjoyed it. I loved, I loved, I, I like meeting um, fans of the team, um, and and put I, I like I, one of my favorite things to do is like as I said, put a smile on people's faces, and if I can do it by scoring a goal, then I mean that's I think we're blessed as as football players and sports people to be able to put a smile on people's faces by what we do. So. Um, so that was yeah that was unbelievable i mean sometimes the only times that it got a bit too crazy was let's say i wanted to go and meet somebody for a coffee and have a chat i mean what would happen was somebody would say oh there's Eamon's eyes and next thing you know five people will come up then 20 people will come up and by by the end i mean you're just surrounded by people wanting a picture an autograph and i mean yeah i mean you can't have a chat with the person next to you the person next to you is like going all right well i might as well leave and go home because this is going to take an hour. Um, or sometimes when, um, you know, in uh, I stayed in the hotel, obviously, sometimes, and you'd be having breakfast. And I think I think one of the culture differences is in, I guess, 
in 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 Europe, like if you saw somebody, I guess uh, as a celebrity, if you want to call it, you would go over and go, "Hey, excuse me, can I take a picture?" Whatever the case is, <laughs> over in Iran, they'd already have the camera out. It'd be in your face. <laughs> I'm there eating breakfast and like the camera's in my face. Say something, Eamon, say something. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, just, can I just finish this breakfast and then no problem. Um, but it was great. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Honestly, it was great. And again, um, which one thing that I found amazing was, um, I, I remember like, um, you know, I went over not long after the, the, the game, I went to uh, Italy and I was in Rome with my mom and we were on a, we were on a, a subway on a train and, you know, there was a couple of um, uh, uh, Paris Palace fans, <laughs> and my mom was like, "What? Like we're in Italy, in in Rome." Um, I remember going to Indianapolis when I first arrived there. I met, um, you know, some Iranians and some Paris Palace fans. Um, uh, Dubai, there was there was there's obviously a lot of um, uh, Persian people and, and Paris Palace fans, but all over the world, you meet them. And they somehow recognize you, and I just thought that was crazy. Yeah, it's one of the biggest uh, leagues uh, or, or, or teams in Asia, right? Yeah. 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 It has the most fan, I fan would base. say, in, in Asia. Entire Asia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I know um, – so I have two questions from you. One is no. uh, from a professional football player standpoint, why did you get into it? Was it money? Was it uh, – what, what was it for? No, it was, it was, honestly, it was never money. Um, I guess I just wanted, like, I was just competitive and um, I always wanted to win and I guess try to be the best I could. Um, so I guess that was it. And, and it was like, a, I was obsessed with scoring goals. Scoring goals was like, um, I've never in my life done drugs, but I imagine it was like, it was like taking a drug. It was addictive. Um, I just wanted to score goals and I loved, loved, loved scoring goals. Um, and it, it, it just gave this this feeling that I, I've never gotten in anything else in my life. Um, and it didn't matter what level who we were playing against. Um, but if it was a goal to win a game or to you were losing to tie a game, it just it was. And to be able to to um, to win a game for for your team and then for your fans, but that's that was honestly that, that was my main motivation. I mean, I, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to be a professional footballer. Um, I wasn't sure where, how high I was going to go, or where I was going to go. Um, but no, I just, I was just obsessed with, with playing and scoring goals. Right. And um, I think that's the reason why I got into it and why I continued to play. Um, and and it was never. I mean, money was always kind of secondary. Um, you know, it was it was that it was it was playing the love of playing, and then as I got older, um, it was it was it was being able to play and travel and see the world. Wow! Um, and and being able to go into a, um, a a culture that I wasn't used to, um, or that I'd never been to, and kind of make some kind of impact. That was a yeah, that was a massive challenge, and um, being able to do it in Iran and. Um, I guess Libya with the national team to an extent, and even in America, it was um, yeah, that was that was, that was my motivation. Right. So now that you're in America, and uh, you are um, you started a team in League One, right? USA USL yeah. League One. So uh, now yeah. as a coach, uh, how's the tra- transition been? Uh, what are your what are your thoughts, and what do you want to do? Like, what what's the hunger now? 
Um, the hunger is the hunger is still the same. The hunger is to win and be successful. Um, it's 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 a completely new challenge. Obviously, I've been I've been in and around professional football since I was. I think I signed my, my signed my first contract when I was seventeen. So twenty years, I've been in professional football, um, and I think. I think it was maybe six years ago that I thought about coaching and I started my coaching licenses um, and I wasn't sure I was, honestly I wasn't sure when I wanted to stop playing and I wasn't sure what level and where I was going to kind of start my coaching but I knew it was something I wanted to do um, you know so obviously stepping away from 20 years of playing into coaching is it's it's different but obviously you'll bring all your experiences with you I was I like to think I was um, uh, educated and open mind I always kind of wanted to take the best out of um, the cultures that I played in and also the coaches that I played under um, the good bits the bad bits um, and I'll bring that into my coaching um, but but look it's my first head coaching position I intend to I intend to win I intend to go out and try and win a championship here um, in the league that I'm at um, and then and then climb up the ladder and and you know I don't you know I don't have uh, certain goals or targets but it's absolutely um, just just being successful winning um, and I mean ultimately if I'm in America I want to coach MLS um, you know eventually if 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 I move on um, I genuinely would love um, and I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you guys but um, I always wanted to go back to Iran and play um, it was something that I wanted to do but I didn't want to just play for any team I wanted to obviously go back and play for First Palace but look after 2012 2013 I was getting a little bit older and look it didn't happen and I went to America there was a few conversations throughout the, the years about me maybe going back but it never happened um, so I mean uh, would I would I like to go back and, and coach coach First Palace one day I mean that would be a dream absolutely I'd love to do that I mean it would take Obviously, I need to to do well here and, and be successful here, um, and, and that's going to take a bit of time. But no, I mean that would be that would be a dream come true if I could do that one day. Um, that, yeah, I'd like to do that, and 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 you know, win win a league in in Iran and, and win an Asian Champions League as well would be would be a goal of mine to do. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. I mean, you know, you have to have goals and targets, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, and why is that? Why is that? Especially uh, you're talking about Paris Police coaching, coaching Paris Police, or uh, back back then in in a few years, uh, last few years, you were thinking of, about uh, going back to Paris Police to play. Why just Paris Police? Um, because it's 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 hard to it's hard to um, it's hard to translate into words. Sometimes you go places and you just have a, a connection. And um, and then obviously it's 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 inside. You just have this connection, and it just feels like home. It just feels right. And I got that when I was there, and uh, even when I left, it was always it was almost like you know um, you kind of left something behind. Um, and, and and I think because of that, um, and it's made such an impact in my life. You know, it, it's kind of shaped certain things um, about me and and my life over the last 10 years so and, and and again i almost feel like there's just something that's unfinished i started something and 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 it made an impact for me and it made an impact for certain people there 
Um, but again, it's just something that's unfinished. Um, so I'd like to go back, and I couldn't finish it as a player, so I'd like to go back and, and, and finish it as a coach. Um, but again, it's, it's just something inside. It feels like home, um, and there's that connection that kind of draws you back. It's hard to explain. Um, you know, it's like... Um, no, I'm not going to give you an, um, <laughs> an analogy. But like... <laughs> I was going to give you an analogy, but then I'm thinking uh, maybe I shouldn't. Um, but <laughs> no, sometimes people or things just draw you in, and yeah. you don't know why they just do. Um, and and I think that you know, I definitely, I just feel like I want to go back. It feels like home, and I want to finish business. And um, yeah, to go back as a coach would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, are you in touch with any of the people that you played uh, with in Iran? The The guys I would talk to, um, the guys I would talk to, and it's, it's obviously through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, again, some of the guys that spoke uh, English and, and that I kind of got on with, um, Ali Karimi, Mehdi Malavikia, Bahid, um, uh, Abraham Shakuri. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's. I think he's. He's, he's in a, he's, Is he in a position back there? And yeah, um, in management. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're probably the four. I'm thinking if I missed if I missed anybody else out. No, I think they're the four guys that I'd speak to most because they were they spoke a bit of English and mm-hmm. they were um, I don't know they were just they they were a bit more cultured I guess if you want to call it that. But um, yeah, they're the four guys that I'll probably still be in connection with. That's nice. And do you have any Persian friends right now, like where you live? I don't think there's any Where Persian there. Yeah. yeah. No, I have a friend over there. Really? In Do you have any Persian friends there? Yeah. <laughs> I thought not not in um not where I am right now in in Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh. Again, I'm very <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm new here, but I uh, um we're as a so we're going to host our first uh, tryouts. Mm-hmm. We're going to invite 50 to 100 players, um some local players, some players throughout America to come in. And uh, uh, I think that's coming up in December in a month. And um, to see, look, see if we can get one or two players for for next year. We'll see. But um, I've had I've had some some Persian people reach out to me that were in and around the area in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. um, that want to travel up. Um, I don't know if they want to play or if they just want to see me and, oh, and yeah. say hello. <laughs> but they they want to come and and look, they're all they're they're all welcome to come and and, and hopefully yeah, hopefully there'll be a few and I'll say hello to them. Mm, that's great. Uh, almost ten years ago, you left Iran, and um, mm. I was checking your Instagram fo- followers. They are mostly Persian people. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Why is that? What uh, What do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's great. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, it's 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 a hard one to to answer. Like, um, it it's nice. Again, it, it's just it's just this connection. Like, I mean, I, I'd like to think that obviously, obviously, uh, I mean, a lot of people follow me. I'm sure on Instagram because of you know of obviously that the game and 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 against Esteghlal, but. Um, Hopefully, there's a there's also a large portion that follow me just because I don't know because because they 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 like me as a player as a person um you know and I have good memories uh, on and off the pitch and, and um yeah 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's great. I get me- I get messages all the time, especially especially obviously when 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 first ballers are going to play Estadio. Um, every time that game comes up, every time that game comes up, I get loads of messages. Um, and and I'd say ninety nine point nine percent are are very good. But it's funny. I, I do get I do get the odd Estegal message, yeah. and, um, and I mean it's broken English, but it's 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 um, yeah, it's not great, but it's funny. I mean it makes me laugh, um, you know. But uh, no, no, it's great. And again, all those messages, I, I appreciate all of them, and I get them all the time, which is great. I get this feeling that uh, it's uh, it's for you. It's like uh, you became this this heroic sort of figure somewhere and it was just a, such a short season for you to really show what you could do what you could give to the fan base and yeah. to, the, to, to the people and you're like oh it's something missing i feel like i, I gotta go back and, and yeah. really put in uh what i worked for and show it to them no absolutely um no you're right and and, and it was it was very short um and and it, i mean i loved it and again as i said i never wanted to Uh, it was cut short, and I, I feel like it was mm-hmm. uh, absolutely cut short through the new manager who came in, um, and that's fine. Every manager has their their players that they like and don't like, um, but it was unfinished. I mean, you know, I was, you know, I left, I left around 2013, and look, uh, I, I, I became a fan, and over the last five years, Crystal um, Palace has absolutely dominated, and they've won five trophies in a row, um, and. As a fan, you watch it, and you're—I mean—you're happy, and that's what you want, and and you cheer them on, and um, at the same time, you, you also, uh, you know, as a player, uh, as a coach now, like you wish you were a part of it. You wish you were able to feel that success and, and win a championship. Um, and and again, I never got to do it as a player, and it was cut short. And I'd like to go back and to be able to get that feeling of, of winning a championship with them would be great and then again I mean I know Asian Champions League is a big thing and they're still kind of chasing that they they came close but two years ago they lost the final um, and, and then this year obviously they they, they lost the quarter final um, but yeah I know just to be able to, to feel that I never got that so it definitely was cut short and um, I'd like to go back and, and, and feel that success with them uh, How different is the uh, soccer culture or football culture between Iran, other countries, and the United States that you're uh, working right now in? It. Yeah. Um, it is. It's different. It's different, I think, everywhere you go. It's 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 different. Um, whether, I mean, I've, again, I've played I mean, Europe, America, um, Iran, and Asia, um, Africa. Um, yeah, it's different. It is different. I feel like, um, I feel like, Uh, Persian players are really technical. I do think that they, they technically, I think they're 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 gifted. They are they're they're, they're very good players. Um, I think, from my experience, um, I think it was a kind of, I guess it was the football IQ and football knowledge of kind of growing up. I don't know what the coaching system is like in in Iran. From I mean, a young age, from like when you're. When you're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I don't know what kind of um, what the coaching system is like and, and, and what the level of coaching is like. Um, so, you know, I remember watching Iran in the World Cup um, recently enough, and 
and, and in every game they, they play well and they were in it and you know technically they were in it but it was just that you know they switched off um, and they got punished um, tactically and mm-hmm. it was just having that kind of football IQ and I think that's the only thing that I felt kind of let them down because when I went into Iran I was kind of I, honestly I was really surprised at the level of quality in, in the players um, I, I didn't know what to expect um, but I was really surprised at the level of quality they were like some really really technical players um, and I, I, I in training I felt out of place a lot of the time mm-hmm. Um but towards the end of training, when we done finishing, I always felt, okay, I'm back. Um, but um, but it was, it was just, it was. I think, I think that was the biggest thing I, I felt in in Iran. It was just the the, the football IQ, the, the 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 tactical side at times, and I think that obviously stems from the coaching that they they're brought up with, you know. Um, but no, it, it, it's 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 uh, again, it, it's. We could talk for hours if I really delve into how different it is um, in Iran to America to, to Europe. Yeah, so um, I got a question from you, and sort of as, the, as sort of the last words uh, here. Um, what um, I, I, heard, I saw somewhere that you have uh, a business background, and uh, you're going to incorporate yeah. that with the coaching that you're you're now going to do. Um, so, sort of, uh, what's what, what direction are you heading? Uh, where do you see yourself? Where you know in, in a couple of years uh, as the team? I know you mentioned you're gonna, you guys are gonna win and and make it happen. But um, in terms mm-hmm. of like as a head coach, I recently learned because I'm not a huge football fan, but I recently learned that you have other responsibilities as as well as um, as leading the team. You have like marketing responsibilities. Yeah, well, my role. So my background is uh, I my degree is business, and I done a master's in finance. Mm. Um, so. I think when I so that my, my my actual official title um, right now of, of Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC is head coach and technical director, so that incorporates a bit of the finance and business background. So hmm. I guess some head coaches just um, just coach. Um, you know, some head coaches have some responsibility in terms of the players that they bring in, um, but they usually have a general manager or president of the team that negotiates the contracts and talks to the agents and and and, and that kind of stuff um but that that's my responsibility here so right now um obviously i'm building the team i'm picking the players that i want but i'm also negotiating the the financial contract side of it as well um which i enjoy um and look it's a brand new club so yeah yeah you, you have to delve into into a little bit into marketing and sponsorship and whatever whatever you have to do um but i enjoy that um so Initially, initially, I wasn't sure if my my kind of my transition after playing was going to bring me into a more general manager, president type role. Um, given my obviously the soccer background, but also the financial background, and I thought it might go into that. But um, but no, I think I think this role that I'm in right now, head coach and technical director, I would want to kind of continue that same role throughout because. If I was to just be a president or a general manager of the team, I would miss that that feeling of of, of coaching and, and being involved every day on the training pitch and the competitive um, nature of you know you know preparing your team against another team and, and how are you going to you know um, tackle that game and how are you going to beat them and kind of looking into in, into kind of that. So 
know, I, I, where do I see myself in a few years? Um, it's it's I I want to still be coaching and um, also having that 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 feeling of off the field and and contracts and and whatever it's market spot whatever comes my way I want to do that as well. Um, when I when I get into a in, into a club, I want to be more than just a coach on the pitch. I want to really kind of um, be involved off the pitch as well. Um, you know, even going to events, meeting fans, trying to build up um, your your kind of your fan base in the community, all that kind of stuff. So I see myself coaching still in a few years, but uh, uh, um, moving on up the ladder and, and trying to get to the highest level. Awesome, thanks, Simon. It was great conversation with you. Uh, if you have Uh, anything else uh, to share with us we would be more than happy to hear it for the last thing yeah no listen look um uh, look I I appreciate you guys having me on and um, you know whenever I get asked to to talk to you know whether it's a podcast a, a newspaper a TV program whatever it is in, in Iran I definitely want to do it because I You know, I want to. I want to continue having that connection, and um, and I, I genuinely, I mean it, like wholeheartedly. That I, I don't, I don't think my time with um, where Paris Palace and Iran, I don't think it's finished. I think I have. I, I just feel deep down, I have more. There's something else along my journey that's going to bring me back there, um, and and I genuinely do feel that it's it's it makes sense to go back in, in terms of a coaching role. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so no, so. So yeah, no. Thanks for having me on. And as I said, um, I, I just yeah, my my time in Iran is not finished. Yeah, well, awesome. It might be a few years. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as a big fan of Paris Police and fan of you. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for that. Yes. Thank you very Thank much you. for your time. Awesome. It was nice meeting you. Um, so uh, you yes. can you can hear us from uh, different kinds of podcasts, uh, podcatchers like Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Podbean and Castbox, uh, and you can also watch this interview um, on YouTube on our Bosscast channel B A A Z C A S T. In the United States, they call Z, not Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Yep. You guys have a good day. Thank, Thank you. Okay. Have Bye. a good day. Bye. Lads, thanks for having me on. Cheers. Bye.